What's up everybody? You're listening to the College Talks. If you're a college student or a recent grad or just looking for some inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's dive right into today's episode. So, hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the College Talks. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Abhishek. He works in Amazon right now. and he's also worked in microsoft uh, what's interesting is that he's had offers from not only microsoft and amazon he's also got an offers from uber and facebook and he's also conducted about 100 plus interviews in amazon itself he knows what he's doing so we'll talk to him today about interviews and what to look out for and how he does his interviews and what are the tips that he can give us so abhishek over to you welcome uh- So hi uh, Ashwati, uh, hi everyone. Uh, thanks for having me here. So yeah, uh, as you have already mentioned about uh, my introduction. So yeah, uh, let's get started. Ask me anything that you have. Awesome. So can you explain a bit about your role and what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, so presently, I'm a uh, SD two at Amazon, and I'm in Alexa product and tech. So my core responsibilities are uh, working on the features, obviously, that are given to me, uh, which is uh, very much related to the Alexa device, and uh, mentoring the SD ones. Uh, also, finding new opportunities where our business can grow and our can grow, and at the same time, uh, there are leadership principles that we Amazonians follow. So uh, one of the leadership principles is hire and develop the best. Uh, uh, abiding to that, I take interviews. So, yeah. That's my usual day. Awesome, awesome, and I also know that from the hundred and plus interviews that you've done, you've done for various roles and uh, you know even cross domains, and you've seen a lot of different folks who come and interview as well, right? So, yeah. how, so far, how has that experience been? The whole interviewing, how do you find it? Just being the interviewer. uh so uh, i take interviews mostly from the aspect of uh, learning myself because uh, it's a it's a two way learning if you are asking some question uh, people uh, sometimes amaze you with uh, out of the box answers and or something uh, which is very new to you as well so that is one aspect with which i go for taking an interview and the second is obviously candidates uh, should succeed that is the whole intent of an interviewer that uh, we bring out the best of the candidate uh, and yeah you rightly said uh, i have taken interviews across domain i have taken interviews for software engineering roles quality assurance engineers uh, business analysts also sometimes so that goes uh, in a part of becoming a bar raiser uh, and also uh, judging if the candidate is culturally fit for amazon so that is that is one really important aspect of interviews right we'll just dive into how it is that interviews happen at amazon if you could just give us a brief about how the interview process is from when someone applies so uh, recruiters are the best person who can actually throw uh, more light on this but what i know is basically recruiters uh, bring in the candidates into the pipeline after that there is a, a pre screening uh, a part of which uh, goes for uh, phone assessment which is called the telephonic round or uh, it can be an alternative that uh, the candidate go through coding assessment where they get a coding link and they code uh, mm-hmm. given that they have uh, done well enough in those rounds they are taken on to the on site uh, amidst this covid situation everything is virtual so most of the uh, rounds will be happening virtual uh, up, like this time earlier uh, people used to travel also so that was a for, for everyone i guess uh, and uh, mostly the interviews happen in a day uh, interviews uh, the count of interviews can vary from 4 to 5 uh, it totally depends on the role so like for entry level hd ones it is usually four rounds uh, but for hd twos it can be five rounds 
so yeah uh, that's pretty much it and if you perform well after after all the interviews are taken we collect all the data points and then we uh, get into a debrief where we actually uh, discuss that uh, this candidate is good or not uh, like of uh, like what happens in democracy in elections right uh, mm -hmm. uh, we actually try to sell the candidate uh, if we have mm -hmm. positive points if anyone has negative points they will try to defend that uh, he or she is not uh, the eligible for this and after a consensus is uh, met then we go ahead uh, for higher or a no hire so that is pretty yeah. much all the yeah and yeah and these interviews they basically you say that there are four or five rounds and uh, they're yeah. also technical and it's not just technical um, interviews right. right you also have uh, you know they try to assess whether you fit into their environment um, you got yes. to be um, judging your uh, skill your, the way you respond and the kind of beliefs that you have and you really can't fake that right at a point um, um, you know, it, it's it's about being your true self, and um, yes. th that's how you really pass those. There's really no preparation when it comes to. The, I mean, there is uh, obviously there yeah. is a preparation, but then uh, mostly they're just assessing who you are at the core, right? Yeah. So uh, spe uh, specifically, if I want to mention behavioral rounds, which are, which revolve around leadership principles, uh, there you can't fake it, uh, and you should not. Also, that's that's a big don't. Uh, that you should never fake it because an interviewer uh, who is interviewing you, uh, he has the experience and he's smart enough to probe into some areas and he can uh, exactly. he or she can easily uh, extract that you were faking it. Mm -hmm. And there's no point. You will leave negative data point. So always stick to being honest. If you have experienced that situation, uh, describe it in detail. If not, clearly call it out so that interviewer can move on to the next question. Yeah, yeah. That's very insightful. Uh, so moving on to a more technical interviews, and that's your area of expertise. Um, okay. So supposing I've landed an interview at Amazon, and okay. how would you suggest that I do my preliminary interview? And uh, this is also around two perspectives, right? I mean, you have this uh, one um, sort of preparation that you do the night before, where you cramp up, and that's going to be your ninety percent of the people. Every engineer. The, so you're talking about basically, every <laughs> basically yeah. every engineer, you know, and that's going to be about I'll say. 80 to that's 90 percent of your prep right 80 percent yep. of your prep but then there's also a perspective of pairing through your course i mean it's it's the rapport you build it's the sort of uh, resume building as you can say like you know just building okay. your skills and etc mm -hmm. so from both those perspectives what are your uh, thoughts on how a interviewee should prepare when they come to uh, so i can talk about myself uh, i have also given interviews uh then only i got the offer yes so, uh, <laughs> you got pretty good yeah. offers so yeah. <laughs> be good so no. the so the way I prepare is basically uh, it's 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 more of a regular work than last time preparation, and that is because uh, if you uh, so specifically software engineering is is something where if you don't brush up on data structures and algorithms, and especially coding, then you're you're pretty much sure that uh, you will get rusted. Okay, so your fingers won't work the way it uh, has to. So uh, at least solve one question or two questions daily that will keep your uh, brain active. Uh, last time preparations uh, always look out for concepts rather than actually coding a lot of questions. Uh, uh, it, it might be different for a lot of candidates. Uh, it applies to me. Uh, but what generally I do is I uh, before the interview, I usually solve like 100 questions, mostly easy medium uh, wow. so that uh, yeah, uh, so that and mostly easy medium, not hard. I don't want to stress out my mind. So it is like my uh, brain cells are activated. And the regular work will uh, do the magic in itself for the interview. So always mix regular work plus the last time preparation. 
Yep, yep. And the, the I just want to stress on the point where you said, you know, you actually do a hundred questions and it sets yeah. you in the mood so that, um, you know, when you're going for the interview, it's it takes some time, you know, if you haven't really brushed up on these and you haven't been doing this for a while, uh, right. when you come to you and be like, okay, how do I write the first line? Like, how do I declare? And you just like yeah. stunted for a minute. But uh, yeah, that that's a great point. If you move forward, so another perspective of it is your resume, right? That's going to be that binding document that that's the first impression you make on your uh, interviewer. So what are some like quick tips on a resume? What do you look for in a resume? Uh, what do I look for in a resume is effective projects, the projects that highlight how this candidate might be thinking and uh, projects where uh, the, like specifically for engineering rules, projects that involve algorithms. Uh, so uh, if you if you build a tic-tac-toe, that's fine. Uh, but I would be interested in how you build that. Did you uh, use OOPS concepts? Uh, did you make classes? Did you abstract the code out? Was there modularity? That is one aspect. If you have built a project like which is very heavy on algorithms, like any uh, like pathfinding algorithms or visualizers. Uh, so I will want to dive deep of what algorithms did you use. Did you use BFS? Did you use DFS? Did you use A star search? Did you use uh, Dijkstra? Uh, did you use bidirectional BFS? So I will be interested more of that. Uh, but uh, anyways, projects help, but it's not always about projects. A lot of uh, candidates have this in mind. Okay, I have not done projects. Will I get selected? You will definitely get selected because it's the skill that matters and skills can be highlighted uh, by a lot of platforms. If you're a good competitive programmer, uh, you have good ranks in uh, contests like code forces. If, if you have solved a lot of questions on Spodge, definitely you, you will nail it. Uh, so, uh, again, there are a lot of aspects to resume. Uh, people should not focus more on resume of what I should write. Do more of the work. Resume will start reflecting it. I, I love how you put that into a point. You know, a resume in, in the end reflects what you've done. You can't really make yeah. up your resume as you go. And another part of that is also understanding the job description, right? And uh, this is especially tough for uh, folks who are just right out of college. Uh, when yes. you read a job description, you might not really know. So what are your pointers? What should someone look out for when they're understanding of the job description? Uh, so uh, when, when you're going through a job description, first thing uh, you should always look out for is the experience level matching. Uh, if it is plus or minus one, that's absolutely fine. Uh, some companies have way too vague uh, job experiences. Like they require like 10 plus years of experience for a technology that is not totally new. Uh, that's absurd. Uh, chuck that part. Match your experience. That's that's the that's the main thing. Uh, I see she's smiling on that point though. Uh, yeah. yeah right. but, uh, like, people expect way, people expect way too more. Uh, that's that's a that, that's a bad thing. Yeah. But usually, what you should look for is first uh, and the foremost, your experience level is matching, or else you will be immediately discarded. And that will be one point that goes into a database that this candidate applied and it got discarded. Why to uh, take the risk? Second thing is uh, see for the skills. Uh, that are present uh, in the job description, like if uh, if it's a uh, role of like Python developer or let's say uh, specifically senior Java developer, and if you are a C plus plus coder, don't <laughs> don't go for it because if, even if you get selected, you might be ruined because the questions might revolve around that competency. So uh, match the skills. And third and foremost is your uh, vibe and the gut feeling uh, that if you really want to uh, see yourself there and if you think all the core values align then go for it brilliant brilliant now supposing i walk into the interview right mm -hmm. uh, and obviously the first thing is going to be a round of introductions how, how should one uh, approach the introduction part of it uh so again it uh introductions are very uh very much uh, 
limited to the interviewers most interviewers don't ask it uh, mm-hmm. uh, i personally ask introductions because uh, i spend like 5 to 10 minutes before the interviewer interview happens so that i get to know who is my candidate uh yeah. if possible i see their linkedin if possible i go through the resume and i ask their ask them for the introduction so that they can get comfortable that's the first point uh, i want them to be on their prime on their peak uh, ability to code and like give me the best answers second uh, when they introduce themselves obviously they will highlight what they have worked on and which they are proud of yeah. i want to actually know what they worked on and mm-hmm. i want to actually understand what was the thought process that they had when they were working on that project so yeah. that is that is uh, that is one thing uh, but uh, there are two things that candidates always do uh, which is like a mistake which should, they should not do one either they go uh, really silent about the introduction just telling their name oh, okay hi i am abhishek sumani yeah okay uh, that's not expected or else uh, they go into the exact 180 degree hi i am abhishek sumani i was born and brought up at that place you know i like uh, i like gaming and i sleep a lot no don't do that uh, keep it professional and keep it uh, precise uh, targeted and uh, so informational that's it yeah yeah that's perfect that also leads for the next conversations we're going to talk about your projects right and you're going to talk about your projects and uh, mm-hmm. what do you talk about when you talk about these projects and how depth do you go in uh so yeah, it, it depends uh, like uh, let's say i am the candidate you are the interviewer and you ask me uh, like uh, tell me something about yourself i will uh, tell like i am uh, i am abhishek sumani so and so name uh, i worked at microsoft for like 2 years uh, and then i worked at amazon for uh, this year and i am presently working in alexa domain that's it i will keep uh, as simple as that now i will let the interviewer decide if he wants to jump into coding questions or if he wants to probe in into my experience so mm-hmm. uh, uh, so in that so uh, how i believe a interview should happen is candidate should drive it so whenever i give a interview i am the person who wants to like hold the dominance ki okay uh, i want uh, the person to highlight this part so i will give a hint about that now it is totally on the interviewer if he wants to take that up or not that's okay right uh, but always be the person who drives it so now you talked about you know either going the project path or the coding path and what are the kind of questions you can expect mm-hmm. so and what is your process of asking questions and analyzing the responses uh so usually uh, at amazon uh, it varies uh, from interview to interview like it's it's totally because uh, human judgment uh, comes into picture uh, i usually uh, go for asking two questions uh, provided if it is uh, medium difficult uh, medium hard or one question if it's hard like you mean two questions in the overall interview right yeah overall interview it uh, uh, the overall interview ranges of 1 hour mm-hmm. so uh, i like keep the first 5 minutes for like getting comfortable introductions and everything uh, once the candidate is comfortable we jump into the question or the projects anything but it will be a question only so the first question to me is like a starter so that i can get to know how the candidate is thinking and like what are uh, his or her strengths what are their weaknesses mm-hmm. based on that i will extend the second question uh, which is like the extension of the first question but uh, with a twist or some trick involved there uh, when i say trick don't get into puzzles uh, uh, at fang you can never expect puzzles the questions are really concrete they are really informational and they are related to the data structures that you have read uh, most people think that no uh, like uh, companies like facebook uh, amazon microsoft they ask puzzles no definitely not i have been there <laughs> i am a live example we ask very standard questions that actually uh, let us know and let us gather the data points that you are intuitive enough uh, do you have that curious mind in yourself who will want to try that problem in different ways 
and also when you're trying to solve the different uh, the problem to different ways are you touching upon the time complexity and the space complexity lot of aspects so right. uh, this is how i take interviews basically right and uh, a general point and what i've also heard is um it's a very common mistake that interviewees uh they hear a question and they're like oh wait i know the answer to this and they jump right in now the thing is that as an interviewee i think you can even you can agree that they the interviewer would have left out specific information on purpose or even you know you don't really say that and when you say the question so there's also that element of asking back right and how do you what do you expect them to ask and clarify uh, definitely and that is also related to uh, sdlc uh, which is like software development life cycle uh, the first phase in itself is gathering requirements which and then going for design uh, so uh, i as an interviewer when i'm asking questions i'm uh, as you said i'm intentionally leaving a lot of uh, things i'm not giving enough uh, information let's say uh, i take any random question uh, okay add to binary strings okay uh so uh did i tell you uh, like uh, what what will be the maximum length no i didn't uh, uh did i tell you you have to add from right to left or left to right no i didn't uh, uh did i tell you uh, uh can the strings be empty or not no i didn't so right. a candidate has to ask these questions because or else what will happen if they jump into the questions let's say uh, for two reasons either they are nervous second they are absolutely confident in both the ways they will end up writing a code in which i can find flaws and and i am not here as a devil's advocate who is there to find flaws no it is because when you will be brought up into the industry if you write such a code there are cases where you can't expect data can be of any form data is unpredictable so that can break your code mm-hmm. hence we come from that mental model yeah. Uh, so yeah always ask questions uh, that doesn't mean that you ask unnecessary questions uh, uh, like a candidate also do the mistake of uh, let's say uh, let's say i uh, give a question that uh, given a, a string match any pattern so candidate uh, usually have read both the naive approach and uh, efficient algorithms like kmp and z algorithms so they will suddenly go into the uh, thought process that uh, what shall i implement or they will ask the interviewer directly shall i implement z uh, shall i implement kmp like the show of factor as well uh, yeah. but but that's but that's not cool uh, interviewer will get to know okay you have prepared but you should ask questions because in that also interview yeah. can easily get to know uh, where you're heading yeah. yeah and in a very raw term very basic term it does not really show that you're dumb or you're not uh, you're, right. you're not just saying it's yeah. important that you ask questions and then uh, so right. even i've been in a technical field and so have you and you've seen how it actually matters when you're in yes. you're writing code you know when you're in the company you're going to write code that mm-hmm. thousands of people are going to actually use um, you know it's going to be a part of their work and things like that so yes. uh, we really have to think about these things you know these corner cases and that really comes with doing a lot of practice um just yes. and how do you and i'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here but just to bring that mm-hmm. in um how do you suggest that one practice these skills like Uh, you know like coach uh, okay uh, uh yeah let me let me stress upon how to practice those skills before that i just want to step back and uh, i want to uh, uh, emphasize on the point that you have brought uh, that candidates uh, think that they might sound dumb absolutely not uh, to every candidate who will watch this uh, podcast i want to clarify interviewers do it knowingly <laughs> uh, and they are not bad people trust me <laughs> we do it so that we get to know how you think and mm-hmm. uh, if you ask such questions even if a basic question that okay the uh, input type will be an integer or something else we are expecting that so don't at all feel that is dumb uh, be confident in whatever uh, you are asking for 
now coming to your question back uh, how to uh, practice those skills uh so uh, to uh, again taking my own example personally uh, when i was in my third year around my third year uh, i used to love uh, code shift long challenges uh, and that is because it it does not have that uh, time aspect to it like it has time one week but that's enough for any question i can take ample amount of time i can think of all the test cases uh, and then i can approach a question uh, so that actually helped me improve the uh, debugging skills and dry running skills a lot and again uh, it's it's again irrespective of the platform uh, it is how you think uh, so like how i believe is i want to get that green tick that submitted uh, uh, notification with minimal number of uh, uh, submission mm -hmm. yeah so i i'm a person who likes to uh, be right at the first moment that is also amazonian principle <laughs> which is are right a lot uh, but yeah so when you believe in that uh, ideology what you will do is before submitting you will always do a cross check that uh, mm -hmm. is it working for all cases let me try and uh, some cases that i can think of do it uh, by hand and then do the dry run but again there's a but again there's a catch don't overdo it like then no, people right. will uh, uh, feel underconfident in every question they are submitting so for everything in industry in the corporate world there's a thin line don't under prepare don't over prepare so always maintain that balance Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now, if we go on to the uh, coding part of it, right? Now they've actually started answering, and they've given you an answer. Mm -hmm. um, how are you analyzing this code that they've written, or the approach that they've uh, presented to you? Uh, so what happens, uh, Ashwati, is uh, we uh, monitor the candidate uh, live, right? So with every line that he's or uh, the candidate is writing, basically, we get to know if that code will work or not. Mm -hmm. because when uh, like especially i am an interviewer who does his homework very uh, adequately okay so i go very prepared <laughs> like i also put in that much amount of effort that candidate right. is doing so i can think of all the cases where the code the candidate is writing will fail or not mm -hmm. again the code that he is writing i am also analyzing in terms of code modularity whether it is just one function and everything is dumped into that if the candidate is abstracting out methods making it modular uh, abiding to like uh, object oriented programming also i'm uh, thinking and taking data points based on the time complexity of what the code is uh, if, if it's like brute force if it's like sorting based if it's like binary search uh, if it's like sliding window if it's like two pointer uh, and what is the space complexity that he is taking so these are the points that uh, on which i judge the code uh, yeah that's that's pretty much it it's also like now if you point something out to someone that you know this is do you give them a chance to you know sort of rework their code yeah uh, uh, that is that is another data point that we capture which is called if the candidate is receptible to hints and 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 that is uh, and that is uh, again what happens is i can give you uh, uh, my experience of taking so many interviews uh, there are some really rockstar candidates who don't require any hints okay uh, so obviously they uh, get a, a green signal on that and there are some candidates who requires uh, like simple hints or let's say a bit of hand holding to uh, get them to the working solution and the final optimized uh, approach both of them get hired okay mm -hmm. it's it, yeah. it's it's not like uh, some candidates actually get really nervous if a interviewer is giving them hint so again i want to clarify to everyone that interviewer is there for you to succeed okay we are human beings we are people with the heart and we also want to help you <laughs> So, if we give hints, pay attention to that, and 
uh, like be receptive to it like if i am giving a hint that, uh, that uh, ashwati uh, are you sure uh, uh, we can't optimize so ashwati should step back and should think okay my time complexity is o of n square can i make it o of n log n can it be uh, done by sorting is it greedy okay if not can we do it in linear dp can anything but yeah but pick on those hints because yes once again interviewers want you to succeed yeah that's very important i mean we uh, we shouldn't go in thinking that the interviewers are enemies or they don't want us to get hired you know they're going to help you and it really shows when you're receptive it shows that how you would work in an industry environment you know you're going to have these scenarios you know uh, we both worked in industries and we know that the scenario is very common and right. uh, it's about being able to accept that and really work on that And that's where yeah, you really show how your ability and, yeah and and, and uh, this data point is actually based for collaboration and it is actually uh, uh, testing if the candidate is collaborative because however intelligent and super smart you are you will need help you will definitely need help and when you uh, when someone is helping you if you are receptive to that help that is being provided if you are working on top of it that is really essential and this data point actually highlights that Yeah. After your coding interviews, and uh, you ask your second question, and all that's done, um, how do you sort of close up? How is? I know that there is a portion where the interviewee gets to ask questions. Yeah, right. This is something that really doesn't get uh, emphasized enough. You know, yeah. you have those people feel like it's just a ritual that you know. Okay, the interviewer is asking me, "Do you have any questions?" It's not, and then you're like, "Okay, fine, I don't have any questions." Yeah. Absolutely wrong, right? You should have yeah. some questions. Uh, so, uh, what do you get asked yeah. most? And uh, exactly, uh, like uh, I like the word ritual. <laughs> it's not a ritual, <laughs> uh, which is very rightly said. Uh, so, uh, again, there is an Amazon leadership principle which is called learn and be curious. Again, don't fake it. Don't fake it. <laughs> I will give you uh, three examples of how candidates usually perform. There are three patterns. One, a candidate has done enough deep dive about the interviewer. If uh, uh, the candidate gets to know who uh, he is interviewing with, then he will ask questions which are very targeted to that person, and uh, it will be a fruitful conversation. Second, let's say if you don't know the interviewer, you will deep dive about the uh, company, and then you will ask the questions about the company. Like about the role and what about is expected role, of me. Expected out of it, right? The, these are all questions that you can ask. You, know, you can ask about, uh, you know, what, how, where will I, uh, what position am I coming into? What will be my right. responsibilities? How big is right. my team? All what of these are acceptable. To, uh, what will be my day-to-day -day job? Who will I, uh, who I will be working with? How's the team structure? That. Third category is they are not interested. they don't give a shit they are like okay uh, what questions do you have for me no i don't uh, okay uh, uh, I, I, don't, i don't so and that happens because of two reasons one either they are uh, introverted that's absolutely fine that is the part of their personality it's okay second uh, they are stuck with the question that was asked so again i advise to everyone the question got over just cut it off now it's your time now you are getting the opportunity to wear interviewer's hat and to ask interview uh, questions okay don't ask technical questions but ask, <laughs> yeah but ask questions uh, uh, like usually what uh, what i do is if i'm interviewing uh, some company and if i get to know the interviewer i will uh, actually get to know about the interviewer so that i can get the most out of it uh, like let's say if someone is working on uh, let's say augmented reality then i will ask questions of what goes in augmented reality because that is something very uh, new to me i haven't worked on virtual reality so i don't know what are the data such as they use how they code what is the coding pattern so i will be obviously intrigued by that 
and again uh, don't fake it because people can easily identify if you are asking just for the sake of asking a question or if you are genuinely interested so develop that curiosity for whichever company or whichever position you are applying to mm-hmm. right that's interesting and okay so i'm going to probably switch gears a bit and you know summing up all the experiences you've had with interview sessions what are some mm-hmm. common mistakes or common pitfalls that you've seen ah uh, yeah uh, there are uh, multiple pitfalls that i have seen uh, which uh, which usually everyone uh, fall into uh, so first is going under prepared don't do that uh, see uh, especially if i'm talking about india the population is huge okay <laughs> and for one particular application there are literally hundreds of people that are running after it and out of those 100 at least 60 people are equally talented the rest 30 people are talented and hard working La- out of the last 10 people five people are talented but they're lazy and the last people don't care <laughs> let's say all of them get the opportunity and if you go under prepared you will always lose out on the opportunity because there are more suitable candidates yep N- and yeah yeah and another point about being under prepared is when you're applying for uh, pretty prestigious big jobs and big companies um mm-hmm. you're up against a lot of people and if you you really need to stand out and you really need to fit into that culture as well so it's really important to uh, be not to be under prepared if i can say yeah so that's the first point second again the exact opposite don't be over prepared because yeah. that will also yeah. uh, ruin your chances because either what will happen is you will map that question to all the previous questions you have solved and you will be uh, falling into a big confusion uh, and that usually happens there are really very nice coders that i have uh, interviewed uh, who sometimes actually fall into dilemma and then we have to give hint that okay uh, this is the uh, right direction that you are heading so don't take that risk uh, mm-hmm. so don't go uh, over prepared <laughs> now the third actually- part Uh, yeah. before before you move on uh, talking about over prepared i've also seen people who over prepare for behavioral roles um, yeah. yes there is some amount of preparation that you can do and uh, like you've also mentioned in one of your blog posts uh, yeah. which by the way everyone you should check out it's on his linkedin page okay. um, but yeah the, obviously there is some amount of preparation that you have to do but then uh, even over preparing for the, you know what are my mistakes what are my this thing uh, just sort of coming off at as a little arrogant maybe that i feel like that's sort yeah, of the shine through in behavioral especially for leadership principles what will happen is if you over prepare you will make a fake story mm-hmm. you will tell others oh, experiences uh, with your names attached to it and definitely don't do that because interview if they go into or, like two or three levels deep you will be got red handed definitely so do yep and also probably even uh, amplifying what you've done or just sort yeah, of right. portraying what you want to be rather than who you yeah. actually are i also highlighted this in my article that uh, don't uh, showcase yourself as a person who handled the entire org because that <laughs> because that's impossible and that definitely sounds like fiction okay you have done your job even if it is a very small contribution mention that because yeah. that is where you have put your heart in so first under prepared don't be under prepared second don't be over prepared third especially for engineering roles and for where coding is involved put time in coding uh, uh, so uh, let me highlight a point a lot of the python developers what they do is they write in the main context everything in that same line directly they start with for loop uh, like no method no definition directly they uh, start so that's not expected okay because 
when when you come into industry you will have to make code modular you have to write methods and methods that are like solely responsible for a single responsibility if you don't know about that uh, go check out and read about single responsibility principle especially the solid principles that will help you out a lot so uh, always focus on how you write the code the naming conventions like uh, i also remember uh, while i used to do competitive coding uh, i used to name my variables like gs1 uh, gs2 gs3 <laughs> x1 x2 x3 y1 y2 y3 uh, that sucks <laughs> but that is because we want speed right here you have one hour you have to prove yourself that you understand the concept so why not uh, name something big you just copy and paste it everywhere you want mm -hmm. that will obviously work so uh, put stress on coding emphasize on coding a lot yep yep and even in industry level codes um, you know it's not like you write your code and you're going to be the one who's going to take care of it forever uh, you're yeah. not going to be the one so you're going to have multiple people looking at your code and trying to maintain it um, so it really matters how maintainable and understandable your code is as well you know yes. and those are yeah so i can give a, uh, i can give an example uh, uh, where i had to write a compressed try Uh, in one of uh, the features uh, that i was developing uh, so there was a initial implementation of that same thing uh, but uh, it was kind of obscure and uh, it was not uh, scalable so what happened is when i went through the code it was so pathetic there was no <laughs> comments uh, so i don't expect candidates to write comments uh, yeah. i will come on to the fourth point the mistake that they do which will uh, actually be a callback to this i don't expect comments but write uh, the code in a way so that it is self explanatory so that anyone even a layman who reads the code can get a flow that okay uh, yeah even if you are using a template library it is self explanatory that okay this is what we are doing and also yeah uh, when when i uh, mention about library again a mistake that lot of the people do in coding is uh, they use like for c++ coders especially they or java coders they use uh, libraries Okay, standard template libraries or big integer classes. So this is an interview. Mm -hmm. Again, like a interviewer is expecting you to walk uh, him through or her through through the algorithm that you want to approach. Okay, if you are calling out uh, about the library, do call out how it is implemented. Just one or two lines. What is the time complexity? Because that will affect your final solution, right? Yeah. And yep. how to use it. and also if you are using any uh, library please make sure you know the syntaxes because yeah. we as an interviewer give you the sole freedom to pick whatever language you are comfortable with if you let's say pick a c++ and then you are writing dot substring rather than dot substr then that will haunt you <laughs> so be sure of what you are writing if you are not sure call it out like right. make a like template method okay this method will do that and leave, yeah. leave it okay yeah. that is the third point which is coding now the fourth part do speak because uh, uh, it it becomes really awkward if 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 everything is going really silent imagine that uh, ashwati is uh, asking me questions and i am just silent and like <laughs> anything uh, that will be awkward right so uh, always uh, and don't over speak also so again never be on the under side or the over side always yeah. bit balanced so whatever uh, your approach is be vocal Uh, and uh, walk your interviewer through. Imagine your interviewer is a kid who mm. just got the uh, got like uh, super intelligent just yesterday, and he asked a question. So now you again explain him back that okay, my approach will be this. Uh, uh, why it will work because of so and so reasons. Uh, what will be the time complexity? This and this. Why because of the method I have written, 
and this will be the space complexity now shall i optimize or not keep it conversational be vocal uh, if i yeah. understand a lot of people are introverted but you have to keep your introvert uh, nature aside when you are coming yeah to yeah and also probably practice on that you can do probably if Not you're someone who's introvert yes exactly so if uh, if you're someone who's introverted who's uh, don't let that be the first experience that you're having right do a couple of mock interviews get in touch with people uh, yeah. who've been in the industry or even your seniors you're going to have a lot of seniors who've been in the industry so you can just ask them to take an interview for you um that's some way that you can really work through that introversion if that's what because it really makes a difference and uh, even this not just for the interview for that matter right? even if when you're in the industry right, right. um if you're an introvert okay see moving ahead being successful being an introvert might not always help right you have to come overcome that shell uh, that shell and uh, it's a good thing to start practicing i mean we're not forcing you to be an extrovert but at least in the workplace it helps you do your work uh, i'm not saying that it's for uh, getting promotions and things like that obviously that's a part of it but yeah. even getting your work done you really need to uh speak, speak yeah and also this brings to the point of soft skills uh if if you think we can talk about that as well because that is also yeah important. yeah definitely mm mm-hmm. uh so uh what happens is basically for for the uh, uh, huge community of introverted people uh even if they are really talented and they're extremely good what happens is uh they feel that they're uh, not there yet and why because they think that they do not have the soft skills so let me be very honest uh when i did my first interview at amazon uh, oh sorry microsoft oh i am messing it up also <laughs> so when i did my first uh, interview at microsoft which was uh, back in 2k16 uh, for my internship uh, mm-hmm. and just to give you heads up i was the role number one so i was the first person to be interviewed oh. so all, all the burden was on me uh, so what happened is uh, i i was not a person who can speak fluently or, or not like i was also introverted that time but i had enough soft skill to explain the interviewer what my approach is and that is what is needed in your interview the interviewer expects you to have the keywords and enough soft skills so that you can convey what you're writing and that's enough you don't have to come with jazzy words okay like uh, this is uh, this is this is the core principle that i'm using and this is the paradigm shift that has happened no <laughs> definitely not you just have to tell okay i am using the concept of um, abstraction here of object oriented programming that's it uh, i am using this algorithm let's say i am using sliding window uh, and what happens is this is my i pointer and this is my j pointer and i will maintain it that's okay like that's no one yeah. no one is giving you plus points for being a like uh, orator or, or someone who can narrate stories yeah you can yeah. always learn that on the fly yeah yeah i mean it's really not so, a sort of a program manager role or something where uh, those skills are tested you know like yeah. you said you know you beautifully put it that you just need the skill to speak what's in your just to convey what's on your mind and right. you know sometimes there are brilliant people i i pretty sure that you've come across you know yes. they might not be able to just put it into words what yeah. you know what's in their mind but they might have it right right yeah. and again something this also you can actually really practice i also want to uh, again highlight on that in that case we as an interviewer we actually give them another chance and we actually send the candidate forward because we uh, we acknowledge that okay see because happened. we have been there okay we we were <laughs> of the same age that the candidate is or else we would be of the same age where, where the candidate is so both the uh, perspective we can analyze that okay things don't go the way they, it is planned but have, don't don't feel underconfident that's the core point i want to highlight yeah, yeah definitely and uh, yeah general if you want to you know any do's or don'ts that you've probably missed out tips 
yeah so uh, i get a lot of questions asked about uh, will will my will my uh, resume be selected for fang or not uh, I, i would say uh, trust in yourself uh, and also uh, okay from this point i want to highlight a very big point lot of candidates reach out to me uh, asking uh, that what, what should i do what is my preparation strategy uh, uh, i am i am feeling underconfident uh, will i be uh, selected in uh, google or facebook or anything so there is a very nice line i i don't remember the exact words but it is like don't pivot your life based on someone else decision okay mm. you okay it's good to read about other people it's definitely uh, inspiring but once you get the inspiration start doing the job start doing actual work because actual work will always give you results rather than asking 10 people that what was your preparation strategy because that can be very specific uh, so there are friends of mine who who like uh, never used to do competitive coding but the first time that they landed they were amazing like if i felt i would have compared myself that okay i am unable to uh, uh, perform at their level so i would have not achieved what i have achieved i have achieved absolutely nothing but still <laughs> people consider that i have done something in my life but that would not have been possible if you get into that zone so always keep uh, yourself dedicated keep up uh, like for software engineering people who are the aspirants of that keep coding keep uh, uh, brushing up on data structures and algorithms and be confident uh, if if you want resources there are thousands of resources i can oh. quote some of them uh, like you can go through uh, clrs which is like the bible of uh, data structures and algorithms uh, uh, thomas corman uh, uh, who is the author of it uh, people also need uh, advice for system design uh, a great book uh, like a remarkable book is uh, designing scalable design systems uh, which is of martin klepman data intensive uh design applications amazing book and there are there are abundance of resources yeah uh, abundance of free resources may i add free resources also uh, yeah. and also if if there are paid resources uh validate it with a lot of people yeah. but invest in them and yeah. once you invest it then like focus on getting the most Better out of that well. <laughs> yeah. yeah so stay focused keep coding keep learning don't be underconfident you will succeed yeah. Yeah, you will eventually yeah. all succeed that's that's the point definitely uh, it's very easy to sort of give up after you know an interview hasn't gone right. well maybe and decisions uh, are part of life and decisions are part of life If there are people who have not faced rejections uh, like in my interviewing experience i have not yet uh, like got faced <laughs> yeah but uh, i can also uh, but i can also consider not getting into iit as a uh, rejection but but it's all mainstream okay rejections always help you in standing stronger in future so always uh, keep yourself motivated definitely definitely ah oh, thank you so much i think there was a lot of information there was a lot of brilliant information and you know coming straight from the person who's actually interviewing the folks who come into software engineering roles and uh, thank you so much for your time as well but in closing i just want to ask you one question so was there a specific moment or a decision uh that you took in your college life that you know probably changed the course of your life altogether uh yeah uh, i think uh i think it was uh, it was my second year that uh, actually changed my entire life uh and that was getting introduced to competitive programming uh so uh, i'm uh, i'm not a person who is like amongst the brilliant coders out there uh, <laughs> there are 
lot of people who are way better than me uh, i was a five star at coach chef so people are six star as well so i definitely don't compare and that is one thing everyone should invite don't compare yourself be what you are but inter- introduction to competitive programming actually got me interested into coding coding a lot like mm-hmm. how they code how they think uh, what are the data structures so uh, even if i'm not one of the most efficient and the speed coder but at least i understand the concept that makes me valuable for for the community that i am helping also so yeah introduction to competing uh, competitive programming is a like like Life the changing. game changing moment <laughs> yeah game changing moment for me and i still uh, do that uh, uh, more often oh, wow, that's uh, great. There, yeah like uh, i pick up any uh, uh, virtual contest on code forces or let's say uh, any question on lead code or interview bit there are a lot of uh, websites here mm-hmm. as well spots there are uh, there is interview bit pick anyone any question do it for fun and you will just be passionate awesome awesome yeah. thank you so much for your time and it's been so valuable talking to you uh, yeah. if the listeners want to reach out to you how can they reach out to you so i am available on linkedin uh, but yeah please expect delays in the reply there are uh, a lot of dms yes he's a very famous person on linkedin by the way <laughs> no uh, no flex about it uh, but yeah uh, yeah lately yeah. uh, quite occupied uh, but yeah uh, mostly i reply uh, to all of the people at link on linkedin and uh, linkedin is the professional network awesome awesome all right then i think that's it for today thank you so much and thank you for your time for having me bye bye that's all for today folks Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode insightful. If you have any feedback or topic suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at hello ashwati. Until the next episode, more power to all of you.